Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Zach. I'm here with Eve. We are the directors of Stay Right, and this podcast is called Host Right, which is very fitting. So we're talking about how we're growing our own business that is grown to 40 plus properties in 10 months, and we're sharing all our tips and hacks. So welcome to an episode. Let's get into it. Eve, exciting episode two. Times. Yes. I know. Exciting, exciting. Um, how have you been finding it? It's quite, it's like a new thing, isn't it? It's just, we're just, we're just yeah. diving into it, aren't we? Yeah, we're just going in i think um yeah i'm just looking forward to getting into all the topics that we kind of like brushed on in episode one of, yeah um yeah getting into it more 100 i think the first one is like talking about rent to rent and uh, management comparing the two because people always go like what is management i don't yeah. understand this they just think you just you just see rent to rent and it's the that is the one. thing that's out there isn't it yeah management isn't out there I've seen people actually talking bad about management, saying, mm. oh, it's don't not that manage. good, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah, we touched on in the last episode that we've um, started with Rent to Rent. Now we're kind of focused on management. Yeah. So we thought it would be good to get into that in a bit more detail, the For differences sure. between the two. And I guess, like, why management is a thing we're focusing on as well. Yeah, 100%. I mean, because we have, what, 37 of ours are management, the other three are only Rent to Rent. Yeah. So it clears our preferred option management yeah. so Eve, what if you were to compare rent to rent to management actually first of all you explain what rent to rent is and then explain what management is and um, we'll go from there okay so rent to rent like we said what everyone's heard of essentially what you're doing in that scenario is you are renting a property from a landlord however basically you're doing that with permission to then go and rent that property out, let it out on a short let basis, on a service accommodation basis, aka putting it on Airbnb and you're hosting guests in that property. Um, people get worried when they hear this. They're like, Does that, you know, isn't that illegal? Like, are you allowed to do that? You are, because it's a completely different type of contract that you've got with that landlord compared to a normal rental. You're not saying you're living there and then you don't live there, right? Um, so that's that's rent to rent. Um, obviously, more to it than that, but but in summary. And then management is essentially all of the operations that you would do if you were renting a property and, and running it as an Airbnb. However, you're not renting that property. You don't own it. You're not renting it. You are coming in as the management company to support and help someone that wants to get all the benefits of doing service accommodation but without the work. So we kind of offer that as a service with management. You might be managing a rent-to-rent property for someone. You could be managing um, a property that someone owns. So we're going to get into it more, but hopefully that's a good yeah. rundown. So you literally have no costs in management, nothing, no bills, no rent, and then rent-to-rent is everything. You're, yeah. you know, You're the investor yeah. versus just the business. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think management was when you first heard about it compared to rent-to-rent? Because like we said, everyone knows rent-to-rent to start. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it, it doesn't sound as exciting. The problem is, is because there's no one talking about it. So mm-hmm. you see on YouTube, everyone talking about rent to rent. It's it's there in your head. You know, you you make sense of it, and it, it feels like the easiest sell because it's, I'll just give the person rent and I'll go and make yeah. money. Whereas management, it's only once you start growing the business, you start to think of management. And we hadn't started when we heard of management, so we're like, yeah, but we quickly, instantly wanted management yeah <laughs> like, as soon as we spend all that money yeah it's going to depend on your goal right like mm. we wanted to scale from the beginning management then suddenly started to make a lot more sense um so let's talk about 
each one. Mm. I think we want to talk about management more because, like we said, no one else talks about that. Yeah. That's the thing that really we we do ourselves. Yeah. But we do work with a lot of rent-to-rent investors yeah, as well. Yeah, sure. So let's go into rent-to-rent a little bit more. Yeah. What are the benefits of that, like, as an operator doing rent-to-rent? Yeah, for sure. So what I would say with um, rent-to-rent and why it's a... Um, why, why it benefits like the operator there's a lot more cash to be made in rent to rent um when i say a lot more cash it's on that one uh, particular property but <clears throat> with with the benefits of it it comes from experience as well you need to do rent to rent to learn how to then do other strategies but it's a really good way to get some cash flow to maybe quit your job or to have that extra couple of thousand pounds income coming in so it is, I would say, an easier barrier of entry, um, but also... Why is that? It, I mean, I, I kind of got to rephrase my word there. It's easier barrier of entry to get into there, but the problem is that it requires a lot of money. And all these people say, like, you don't need money to get in the property. You, 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 you yeah. need money. Less, like, than, less than buying a house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's where people get it right. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a cheaper way to get into yeah. property. Our first one cost us 16 grand, like, to give the... like to give the context and not all of them are going to be like that and you can get very creative on how to um how to get the deals but yeah so th- that is the benefit of being an operator um on, on rent to rent you know there is more money in there okay yeah so yeah so those those are the benefits of of rent to rent right you you don't you are going to make more cash flow when you're doing that i think as well for for starting out a really great thing about rent to rent is you you aren't actually looking after a client. With management, you are going to have clients. So in terms of really learning the ropes yourself and feeling really confident, if you are then going to go do management and pitch to people about that, you you can say you've done it yourself. And I know that when we got our first management, it did feel different and we'll get into that because you do now have a client that you want to look after and you want to do a good job for. Rent to rent, you, you want to do a good job, but there's no if you do make a mistake... Only you guys are going to know about it, right? You have to start the rent run, yeah. That's that's really really important. Um, when would you say before we get into like what management is? When would you say it's this time to maybe explore like all different options, be creative? It's probably different for everyone. Yeah, I think when you just feel confident, when you feel like you've done it yourself, yeah, you feel like you can show someone that. But it is going to be different for everyone. That might take some someone a year. That might take some a couple of months. We did it after a few months. Yeah. I think as well, um, depends on your goal. Like you might just want to get a few rent to rents and that's fine too. Mm. Um, yeah. I think as well, we pay, we were paying like for a mentor, we paid for a course. We we were not just operating it. We had knowledge of months and months and yeah. high level knowledge as well. Um, management. Man. Yeah. I think, let's get into this. Like I think that's rent to rent. Rent to rent is very common. I think a lot of people can find out what that is and how it works. It's very easy. Management. Yeah, that is that's the one that I think is more of a um, yeah, like we like we were saying, a bit of a dark horse that people don't know about. Yeah, t- tell it to me. So like, uh, obviously I know it, but to yeah. for the listeners, like, <laughs> explain management in a nutshell, um, context of it. Okay, so with management, you are you're basically offering a service, right? Mm. You are offering a service to someone that that knows about the benefits of running an Airbnb, um, but doesn't have either the time, the resources, the want 
to do that work themselves. We're going to get into it a lot more in other episodes about how noisy of a business that it is. A lot of people don't want to do that themselves, but they want to reap the rewards of that cash flow that is possible when you do a good job with um, service accommodation units. So our service with a management business is essentially we're going to do all the work for you. We are going to run your Airbnb. You're going to be completely hands-off. We're going to do all the work. And then we are going to obviously then kind of pay you out as a client. And that's all you need to worry about. So for us, you can imagine there's no upfront cost. So as in terms of building a business, there's no cost to setting up a new property because you have an investor, you have a client who is putting that money in. You're managing that national service. So hopefully that's a good overview. There's different slight profit on the sale, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's quite a scalable cash flow business if you get it right. Um, and that's why why would you say that, that interested us more back in the early days when we learned about it? Well it's really important for people to understand like like there's less money in management per deal. Mm-hmm. But the reason why we got excited by it was the the volume. Because we yeah. could take on as many as we wanted. If ten deals came to us next week, it wouldn't be a it, money doesn't come into it, it's time. That's the only thing. Yeah, time it's resources. Capacity, yeah. So it allows us just to take and take and take efficiently and not just be greedy because we turn down deals every single week that we don't want to work with because reputation is everything. We'll get onto that. But yeah, it was just just scaling. And like you said, we want to grow a full business. This is probably a negative that comes to rent to rent is that, you know, you think about yourself right now. If we had 40 properties in rent to rent, think about it. Mm-hmm. This is like, I know we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Let's just say the average rent is a thousand pounds. Plus then we got bills, everything. We're looking at like at least, plus our team, like yeah. at least £60,000 overhead every single month. Yeah. If if something happened to me or COVID happened or whatever, we would have all of that money. That, that's like one or two months of wipeout territory. With management, it, it's, yeah. it, 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 there's no issue with that. You can flip them to ASTs if you needed to. Yeah. And I mean, some people do that and that's that's fine. Yeah. I guess it is a choice, but it's something to be, to be aware of when you're making that choice. You might want to scale rent to rent, but we felt like the that. Of all of that yeah like oh that God. was a way to scale we, we always say like scale quicker but i will always add but sustainably so like it, those mm. two things have to go together but we knew we wanted to to scale a business and that that made yeah. a lot more sense i also think that it was really nice and i think i said this in the last episode but like it's really nice to work with someone and to feel like you've got a win-win and you're helping someone i love that you don't and there's lots of benefits and you do help a landlord a lot with rent to rent, right? You're looking after their property, all of those great things. But it's so exciting when you send your client the money that they've made every month on management because let's get this clear, they're not making the same amount every month. They are directly making the profit from running it as an Airbnb. There's no fixed amount that we're giving them. So that's really exciting when you get yeah. to send them more money. Yeah. But there's obviously months where, where they make less money in a quiet month. So um, it's a different model. But to be able to work with someone, do you like that? I, I really like that. I do that like landlord. that, yeah. I do. I mean, it's great sending a landlord check like four and a half grand. Um, not an actual check, but, you know, four and a half grand. Yeah, thousand, check. <laughs> yeah, when they're going to get the rent for like 1800 So, you know, yeah. that's like before some of the bills. But, you know, they're, they're profiting about three and a half grand. You know, yeah. it's crazy. So why... Why would a landlord choose, let, let's say, 
I'm going to reviewing and I'm offering guaranteed rent to this person to rent to rent and you come in and you're saying I'm going to manage this property why would the landlord choose you yeah I think it depends doesn't it I mean you come across different landlords that have different goals um but basically overall with direct management they are making more money with with a rent to rent you are saying let me pay you rent and then I'm going to go make loads of money on your property mm. which some some landlords might go oh amazing they don't want the headache I no. want that fixed guaranteed income that's the selling point of that but some landlords you say to them how about actually we team up on this more and actually we'll do all the work and obviously take our management but you will get sent what we make on this property that's yeah. going to fluctuate more and then what we're taking is we're taking a commission so we're taking a commission off the um, the bookings as like an agent for finding that and that's kind of how we make that money so mm-hmm. it's less than what you'd make on a rent to rent on individual but you know those months in like December January February where you're losing money you know we're maybe breaking even or maybe making a little bit of money still. yeah along with the landlords which is nice so what landlords are right for management yeah. and what landlords yeah. aren't right for management yeah um i think that there is technically a bit more risk in it right like mm. because like you just touched on the money isn't the same every month so they have to be comfortable or even happy and excited by that because they are they are motivated by making more money if you're going direct would you find that like if you think about clients generally it's, it is that they are making more so that's yeah they are i mean i think we, we're the first and this is where it's transparent we're the first to say it's not going to work like, yeah for sure if um if we think that it's best for them to go on an occupation contract ast then yeah we tell them i think the um the, the main ones are the sick of tenants mm-hmm. they don't want tenants there they've had a problem with tenants before um, and they don't want that to be dealt. You know, they don't want to have that anymore. Mortgages, big one right now, especially at the time of the recording of this, um, is mortgage interest rates have gone up. So, their the rent that they're trying to achieve is not going to get them. So they need to turn to another solution. Yeah. And what we're pretty confident in saying is always that we can you know, we can beat uh, rent by twenty percent. Um, yeah, what they at get least. at least on average. Yeah. Um, and yeah. obviously, if we don't think we're going to get that, then we're not taking it on. Yeah, for sure. And I think. Um, at the moment, that is a really important point. Not even just mortgages, but even just the cost of, you know, we have landlords where they've had like bills included and all these different things and they just can't keep up with the, the cost of mm. running it as a normal rental property. And so their investment's literally not viable anymore in the same way that it once was. So we get to kind of help them and make that investment property a viable investment again and make it work for them so they don't have to sell it. I think, you know, the example I always think about is like, you know, you have a, a client where their mortgage is only just covered by the rental income. One thing goes wrong, they're wiped out. And then you suddenly realise that they can make more in one month than they could in three years sometimes. I know. I it's know. just so exciting. Do you know what makes me like even more like, and this is like the icing on the cake um, when you kind of tell a landlord this, there's like no section 24 on, and section 24 is where the interest um, can't be deducted from uh, the the turnover when you're renting it with a service accommodation when you're managing it for them. That doesn't apply. So it, there's just there's just so many benefits to yeah. doing service accommodation on the right property, and you know it, it can really work. Um, so the, with the setup of it, because obviously 
there's costs. There's an additional mm-hmm. cost landlord as well, which um, can always sway in one way or the other. Talk about what it's going to cost on average yeah. a landlord to do yeah. this. Because um, I think yeah, it's really important to do this. You know this when you're going. Into yeah, like if you're going to go talk to them about it, I think it's. I think a really good distinction when we're talking about that is if you are doing a rent to rent, you're the investor. Yeah. If you're doing management, you are working with the investor. You're you're helping them. So that that's why, just so everyone's kind of clear, that's why they're the ones spending the money. They're investing because they're getting the profit. Because they're, they're, they're making benefit. the money. Yeah, they're yeah. making the money, so yeah. they have to put the money in. Um, um, yeah. And there's other ways that you can actually both go in together and and you know call it like a joint venture, um, which is another conversation. Mm-hmm. Again, another strategy that you can do. Um, but yeah, but, they're, they're making yeah. the money. They should yeah. be paying. So there's a couple of things to think about, right? So first one is obviously setting it up as an Airbnb. Um, the furniture so that the cost of that is obviously going to vary based on their budget is it going to be a high-end property is it more of a budget one that's more kind of aimed at like contractors and things like that um and obviously the size as well how many beds are you buying that alone changes the cost a lot so you've got that furnishing budget right you're setting up um there's also going to be then some sort of setup cost because of the things that need to be done before it launches to get it live so that's going to be things like um professional photos always get professional photos of your property so important um i, I hear it all the time yeah We're in our course, oh, like, our oh, friend's just gonna yeah. do it yeah <laughs> yeah 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 it, it feels like the nice thing to do but actually the professional ones are super important so so yeah photography you know fire safety assessment cleaning that gets done before you launch and the, whole the setup, setup yeah, yeah and and then the listings and then getting it launched you know we we're listing on we talk about Airbnb, but we're listing on what, like 20 something platforms. So yeah. there's a lot of work that goes in. Yeah. The other thing is like you, this, you can be really creative. There's going to be landlords that want to do it all themselves. There's going to be landlords that I don't want to touch it. And that's when you can offer a service where you yeah. set it up, buy all the furniture and everything. So that's like, they're the extra cost. So if you think about like what you would spend on that property, furnishing it, getting compliant and photography, they're, yeah. they're going to have to spend that. But obviously you're then showing them what they're going to make. So, mm-hmm. Who's the, what landlords are not the type of people that want to do this? It's yeah. pretty, it's pretty easy, you know, yeah. people that don't have that much money. Or yeah. Ones that don't want to invest, ones that, that don't convert, want yeah. the risk. Yeah. I guess just the, I always kind of say like quite old school landlords yeah. that they just want to kind of stick to what they know often. Yeah. Um, what would you say when you're talking about management and someone's maybe like on the fence about whether they go with management or not? What would you say maybe like worries them and then maybe what pushes them over the edge to, to do management? If, you know, if it's right for them, we're not yeah. trying to say we're trying to sell it to people that it's not right for, but... I think someone will get to the point where they've got two or three deals and they've got that quickly. They've put in whatever the amount of money, let's say that's 10, 12 grand, and they've gone, hmm, I don't have much more money. I need to wait however many months to then put my cash into getting more deals. Yeah. So they're not paying themselves anything. Essentially they're just buying more deals to then eventually help them in a year. So if you're if your main goal is to like quit your job, Grow then you're gonna struggle to do that very quickly. Whereas you Unless quit, you've got loads of money. You quit your job in four, five months. Yeah. And that was because we took on four managements plus three rent to rents mm-hmm. in a very quick succession. So you get to the point where you're like, oh I need to wait. Why? Why do you have to wait? Yeah. You could go and take on 10 management deals. You don't need money. All you need to do is just go find them. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a, like what we talked about in that last episode. If you haven't watched or listened to that, then go back and there's two things that we just did that go our deals. Mm-hmm. That's that's where you have to start thinking like there's deals everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And yeah. um, when you realize that you don't need your money, that's when you can start really cash flowing. And maybe it's less than the rent to rent. But if you multiply that, I'd say, what would you say? One rent to rent is maybe two management deals. Yeah. Maybe less. Yeah. Um, Depends so, on the deal. Like, yeah. 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 But when you start to get really crazy, that you then start managing your own rent to rent deals as well. Yeah. And then if you have JV partners where you're going off and um, managing together with other people, yeah, you, so can, many, you like, can then manage rooms. it. So that's another kind of um. So, okay. So let's say someone trying to pitch their first management deal. Yeah. What would you say the things are that that landlord, they're thinking about it, obviously, you're having a conversation. What do you think the most common things are that they might kind of push back on, questions they might have? Like, what are the most common, even like maybe like misconceptions? I can even do it for rent to rent as well, actually, like yeah. explain that. But we'll do management first. I think um, the first thing is they don't know we exist. They don't know management is yeah. a thing. They They want to do it. And this is what stops them from doing it is that they don't want to do the work. It's, it is a lot of work. Um, and I would just talk about that. So if a landlord was coming to me and they were interested or they didn't know about it, I would just explain. I would sell to them by talking about other experiences. So what we're doing for other people. So I'd be saying, um, yeah, so we're a service accommodation management company. What that is, is we take on investors, um, landlords, those doing rent rent properties. And what we're doing is we're managing that as an Airbnb, doing all the work for them so that they can maximize their money. And normally what we do is we achieve a 20% increase on what they would achieve on a rental. And the cool thing is there's so many other benefits that allow them to even take on home more after stuff. So what we're currently doing is, you know, for example, we have this person, they probably achieved 900 pounds of rent um, and uh, it's two bedroom, two bathroom. And what we're doing is we're achieving let's say £1,600 profit a month mm-hmm. on that one particular property. So what are the pushbacks when you're, when you're talking to them? So the pushback is um, they're unaware. They don't know much about it. They think, oh, parties, or oh, um, so my property's going to get trashed. Which is like yeah. anything to do with service accommodation, right? So that's when we start going through our processes. And this is where then your brain becomes your selling, your, the expertise. We talk about how we charge guest deposits. We talk about how we do inspections. We talk about how we keep it in showroom condition. So... When they get that property back, or if they ever if it wasn't working for them, then they're going to get it back in a perfect condition because that's what mm-hmm. our guarantee is. So it kind of just suppresses it all, and and normally there it takes them a couple of conversations. It's not going to be one conversation. Yeah, unless they really know about it and they're looking yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah, then they need to kind of learn about it. But using other pe- using other like deals or other like um, things that you've done as an example, rather than like selling on the dream they're going to start really feeling like that FOMO yeah. of missing out. Yeah. I would say as well, like the most important thing when it comes to management, when you're having those conversations, especially with someone that doesn't maybe understand it, is to go through the numbers, right? Like to to really show them, you know, the, the projections and, and what you realistically on average are going to to achieve for them. It's very easy to inflate those numbers. You know, if you're really trying to get a deal, yeah. don't do that be really realistic and really honest with them because they need to understand, right, that they're not going to make the same every month. They're yeah. going to make great profits um, in some months and less yeah. in others. You have to as well. Yeah. Because you're, if you get one bad deal or you don't do your job and you inflate these numbers, even if they're making profit, they'll complain. 
Yeah. And your reputation is everything. Um, you're kind of setting yourself up to Yeah, you to are. Fail. Yeah. Do you want to be intrigued is talk about like what we would say in Rent to Rent because that's quite important. Like what it's a very similar kind of conversation going into that um, rent to rent and management because you can actually start pitching management after you pitch rent to rent mm-hmm. with that spreadsheet. So if yeah. you go in there guaranteeing the rent and if you go in there saying you're going to do all this kind of stuff, if you then maybe are short with money, you can be really smart by then going, oh, by the way, um, you know, you introduce the management. This is actually what I'd be achieving. Um, I can actually manage this for you and you can achieve this. You can get a piece of and the you pie, can get, basically. Yeah, you, you can actually be achieving this. I just thought yeah. that might be intriguing for you. If not, no worries. Maybe you can go sell that deal off. But obviously, maybe you sell that deal off and then manage it. You know, there's just, you, don't be one, like, one, like, one vision on it because there's money everywhere and there's deals everywhere and you can just monetize mm-hmm. that quicker. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, um, yeah, those, those projections and, and, and like doing practice runs on that and being really confident in that is going to be the number one thing when you are talking about what someone else is going to be making versus just yourself, right? Um, so definitely feel really confident in that when you are going and talking about it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's that understanding, and this goes for, you know, yourself, if you're doing a rent to rent, like you have to understand it's a 12 month average. It's not the same every month. So you have to look at it. Yeah, it's different. Over a 12 month period. I don't know how many people just share their, their summer nightly rate and what they achieve in summer when they're talking about what they what they achieve, but it's not actually. Deal sources. Yeah, it's not It's Most not realistic when it comes to uh, profits for the whole year, is it? No, it's not at all. Um, it's not at all. Um, so I think that's a good understanding of like management versus rent to rent. Like you, you really start to see one's very, you're invested in there. The other one yeah. is you can just really scale that. The operations of management, because people are probably out there like, how do I pay the, how do I pay the landlord, or, mm. or, or, or what happens if they don't pay me my money, or all of these kind of problems that come mm. from that? Because basically, you're a letting agent, um, like you're a letting agent of Airbnbs. In the but you're not a way. letting agent. But you're not a letting agent. Yeah. <laughs> Legally, you're not. You're not a letting. Agent. You're not from it. So, like, what are the? How does it work? Yeah. Um, so. I think, yeah, in terms of the, the money side of things, the most important thing to remember is you were doing everything. It's like hands off for them. So what that means is you're in charge of things such as paying the cleaners when they go and do the changeovers or, you know, sorting out maintenance, for example. So you're in charge of those finances throughout the month and then you are then paying out to the client what you kind of achieve for them with a report so we send our clients every month a report they get a full breakdown on the bookings you know what we've achieved that month so they can see it's full transparency of what what's kind of happened in the month um and then they get their payout so you know you're kind of doing like their bookkeeping essentially right mm. for the property um so yeah i think um that was something to get our heads around wasn't it in the early days yeah, we had no idea. We <laughs> yeah. We we were like, oh, we we had this deal. It was our first management, and we were like freaking out. We didn't we have got a to like the payout. We, <laughs> we didn't have a company set up, and I remember having a call with our mentor. Like, oh yeah, we're just waiting on our company. And he's just like waiting for your company. What are you doing? Just yeah. take their money in your other company, transfer it across. It's like an inter company debt, and then you're good yeah. to go. And we're like, oh, quick, uh, quick. quick, and then yeah. we we got we got the deal done. Um, and then like anything, one became. Five, yeah. five became 10, 10 became 20, and 
here we are. Yeah. On this morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I think it's really important, like, to understand the the benefits, like, outside of what the landlord is yourself. Just like mm. really starting educating yourself on service accommodation because when you when you start to talk to people about things like capital allowance, I'm not going to go into too much detail on it. Obviously, mm. like the section 24 I talked about before, I'm talking about like putting the money before pension. Um, we need like a disclaimer on our yeah. podcasts. Yeah, not, this, is, this not, is not advice. This is just, yeah, this, yeah, it's not advice. But like, <laughs> like understanding like these type of things, when you go in and talk, and this kind of goes back to the question about like selling to a landlord. Mm. When you're telling them these things, especially like a developer or someone that's like just recently developed a property, and you're then going, you're going about like how they can get capital allowance and that because now it's a holiday home. They'll just go, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And if you give them that little nug of information, they're going to remember you. And when you then are trying to follow up with them the next day or the day after that, they're going to be grateful. And yeah. they're going to then want to talk to you because you're the expert. So those type of things just really, really like um, just dive into the weeds. Mm, they're boring. Educate. But yeah. trust me, I, I, couldn't, I can't tell you and how many times this happened. what that does, right, is um just talking about all that value you can share you've really got to to kind of remember with management is you are you do now have clients and that that is a whole other ball game right in terms of the operations and yeah. looking after those clients but that means it's a it's, it's it's more of a partnership in terms of the fact that you're helping helping them more than just paying them the rent right so you by by doing the things that Zach just said you you're kind of really providing that value and building that relationship probably more so would you say than like with a rent to rent because absolutely it, they're a client right so you don't want to talk to landlord yeah in a rent to rent yeah you want it to be nice and straightforward but in some landlords we don't talk to in the management but it depends some of them more hands-on some of them yeah i just but i think if you go into management right and like if you go into it and think this is how much i'm gonna make it doesn't matter what the client makes yeah, it's hard you're not gonna do a good job and the problem is that there's people there's out there people that, that do that, that yeah. because you know, I don't know what I send the landlord, but I know what I got. That is the wrong attitude. We, you've got to yeah. know what you're, you know, you've got to care, care about these clients because if you're going to have them, you've got to look after them, right? We, we've seen text messages of people of other management companies saying, um, well, it's all good. I've got my, ma- my yeah. money, so it's fine. It's just so, it, it, it infuriates me. Like, yeah. I tr- That's people's investments yeah. and things you're looking after. Like, we treat every property like it's ours. Like, I generally feel like we have 40 mm-hmm. rent in that, like, kind of yeah, scene, yeah. we don't. Like I, 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 it just feels like they are ours, and and it's really. That's how you're successful. If you're in this just for money, then you're in it for the wrong reason. Yes, we want money, but yeah. your business needs to have core values. Even if you have four properties, ten properties, twenty properties, thirty properties, that kind of um leads me to a question: like, why would someone choose us? Like, if they, if they if they want to do Airbnb. And they are maybe they're hearing this. Who knows? Um, new sales pitch. But mm-hmm. like, why would someone come to our company? What what makes us like when we're talking about this stand out? And that kind of talks about what is a good management yeah. company. Yeah, I think it's kind of what we just said. Like that care has to really come across. So if you're wanting to be a good management company, you've got to really focus on those kind of personal skills that you are dealing with clients. I think that. If we speak to someone and we say, you know what, this isn't going to do good, don't do it. 
there's so much power in that because we're being honest. We're not saying, yeah, 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 do it because, you know, we're thinking, oh, we're, we're going to make our management on this. It's not about that. It has to be about looking after people and caring about them and giving them value and them feeling like you care, right? That has to really come across. And I think that when we have conversations with people and they go, oh, well, actually, yeah, no, they were really honest. You know, they told us what was a good idea, what wasn't a good idea. They're completely honest with us. They're not trying to sell it and, and just take it for themselves because they know they're going to get a deal. Yeah. We're, we're looking out for them. So I think if you are kind of wanting to get into management, that is the kind of mindset to go into it with, right? Like you've got to go into it really knowing that you've got, you, you're, you've got everyone's best interests. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. We had a deal pretty much lined up last week that we pretty much ruined in a way. Not ruined, but we, we kind of, we gave our honest opinion and they didn't want to go forward. And mm. that's fine. You know, we just said exactly what we would do and that's what you have to do. Um, yeah. And they'll get another one and it'll be yeah. right for them. And I think the the good thing about or how to be a good management company is that you are, you got like this SOPs, standard operation procedures. You've got everything documented down. You treat every property the same and you have things that make, especially when you have 40, 50, 60, you make things quicker. So, Rather than going through one by one, you're you're looking at ways that you yeah. can just make the process quicker, but good. Yeah, because when you have clients, if they see that quality dropping, oh yeah, you know that's an issue. If you've got rent to rents and you've not got anyone to answer to other than yourself, you know you might not even notice that. I mean, it's still just important. But once yeah. you have clients, if you stop answering their messages as quickly, if you stop making them as much money every month like they are gonna obviously pick up on that and yeah. not be happy so you've got to maintain such high level and i mean i could talk about the ops yeah all day That's and we will yeah. <laughs> in loads of loads of episodes we'll, we'll get into like running into the it weeds. yeah like running it as a as a business and um i love you know in my last job i did client success i used to work with clients and you, you kind of do it in a way as well and i love that like looking after people so you've got to you've got to know that you're gonna be happy when you've got a client calling you, wanting to talk about it, wanting to ask questions, right? Like that's got to be, that's got to be fine. <laughs> if yeah. you don't want to speak to anyone, um, you're maybe not going to go down so well. Yeah, for sure. So ending on um, the financial side, what would you say like an average management fee would be that you would achieve like on a, on a property? Let's say a, a two bedroom property. It's probably you the one to answer that question. You want me to answer that one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Guys, like, we have uh, roles in this company. Zach's head of finance. I'm head of ops. I know these things, but I feel like you're better off answering okay. that. Ask yourself that question. Okay, Zach. <laughs> what what is the it, average? I'll ask you. What's the average? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're doing it well, then you're going to see, I reckon, about five to six hundred pounds per... But on average for the 12 months, I would say about five... 550 on a two-bedroom as an example maybe a where we're based anyway yeah and where yeah. we're based obviously if you're going to london then you know you're gonna the the, the gross is going to be higher um which is obviously beneficial um but yeah i would say that so if you're multiplying that by a lot of properties then um it may sound less than rent to rent the total turnover is less um but you don't have to pay bills so yeah. your biggest cost is your team yeah i was going to say like what like just want to finish on the finance. Like, what are the costs of running a management company? Some of them will overlap with rent. Yeah, some of them will. Like, you got obviously your um, your PMS. So you got like, for example, we use Tokit, um, which is you know our channel manager. Then we use Price Labs, which is obviously um, 
you know, the price helps us like automate that. Um, so they're, the, they're just two biggest ones. We also use yeah, Guestflow as well, software, which, is, which, is, costs. which is massive. That's a newer yeah. product which um, helps us you know, manage their day-to-day mm-hmm. um, bookings and guest comms. Yeah, all the softwares that like make it efficient. And so so they're, the, they're, the, they're the main costs. Then you obviously have your team. So we have six team members, um, some of them part-time, some full-time. So they're, they're the big ones. Obviously, then you've got the setup costs. So um, outside that, you know, you're pretty pretty in the green. You obviously don't yeah. have the spending power of your business. Yeah, and it's this really is what, just like business costs, isn't it? This is the, like why we do this. It, management is a cash flow business. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't want to just have this business. We're quite ambitious. We want to have multiple different businesses. We want to do like, you know, flipping um, or development ourselves. Um, we want to go into other things like that as well. So this allows us to really grow the money without the liability and still achieve the results as well. So um, mm. I won't bore you into too much finance, but it is good to know because, um, yeah, there's... Zach loves the numbers. I do love the numbers. It is... This is how this podcast is going to go. Yeah. I'll talk about all the ops. Zach will talk about the numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can't wait to do one on revenue management. <laughs> I'm, I'm really interested to do it. It's, it's, it's so one of the most important things on, yeah. on there. Yeah. So what should we need the money? What, 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 yeah. what question, what... Um, what the wisdom piece on. Who do you think management is for? If someone's listening to this and they're thinking, oh, well, I was going to do rent to rent. Should I, should I do management? Or, I mean, you know, they've got a few rent to rents, like, and they're thinking, oh, is this right for me? Like, should I be doing it? What would you say are some things to consider? It's anyone, anyone should do it. I don't think people should be doing rent to rent um, long term with, if they wanted to grow. If someone, so, wants okay, to, so if someone wants to scale. So if someone wants to keep scaling, I don't think they should do rent to rent. Um, benefits are yes you can get cash flow but you're having to put the money in um, I think someone that has under five properties I think maybe not if you, if they have the money to keep growing but the problem is that then they face all these fat complications and yeah. it's just it, it can really I think smash it's like it's down to, to goals right like if you want to scale as a business we feel like management yeah. is a great way to do that if you've got loads of money to invest you want to do loads of rent to rents that's fine too but like we kind of feel like management's the way to go for scaling i think you know we know people that have got like two three rent to rents and that's a nice sort of you know we manage them for them it's a nice like passive sort of investment for them um so maybe if you're not trying to scale as much that's yeah. kind of a nice way to, to start or just kind of to to go with right if you want to make over 10 grand a month and you want to do it quick do management yeah. If you want to take in a year and a half and build your rent to rents and and just finish them all, and obviously you can lease stuff and everything, then do rent to rents. That's just my kind of take on it. Um, yeah. Everyone's different, you know, and and you're gonna. There's no right or wrong. It's just how we feel. You, you're gonna go on YouTube and watch videos of people that talk about rent to rent, and that's it. And um, that's what's gonna be in front of your face. Yeah. So if you are if you are like wondering, like just keep learning about them. Yeah. Keep learning about and, them. And um. Don't turn away opportunities if you don't have the money. The management's right there. Yeah, there's always... And if you don't want to manage, tell me. We'll manage it if we <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, episode two done. Exciting. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about in the next episode? I think we'll go into some of like the key parts of just like even rent to rent and management, like how yeah. you make this successful. So you got mm-hmm. your deal, you got deal one, deal two, deal three. How do you make that successful? So yeah. I want to touch on revenue management. Um, it's so important. Um, we're going to go through the operations, 
and yeah. go through that kind of stuff. It's the easiest talk about getting deals right, but having successful running Airbnbs, yeah. that's all we're going to get into next. 75 to 80% occupancy, making money for everyone involved. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Not losing money. All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's get into it. Next episode. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll um, leave some info below on like where you can find us um, elsewhere, like Instagram, TikTok, things like that. Um, but yeah, any questions, reach out. We'd love to, to hear from you and we'll see you in episode three.